Hello and welcome to the Shaping Futures podcast. I'm Pratika Bagadia, a mentor to high school students to guide them onto a path of passion and purpose with the eventual goal of helping them get into their dream colleges. Through the Shaping Futures podcast, we interview change makers and experts in the field of education to inspire our young learners to take action and an active charge of their career goals. Today is a really, really important day for me because for the first time ever on this podcast, I'm going to be interviewing a fellow podcaster. Hi, Jivraj. Thank you so much for taking time out for this for us. Hi, Kritika. Thank you so much for thinking of, of me. I think this is spectacular what you're doing. I've followed your work for some time now and you're doing a spectacular job at everything. And I'm sure this is going to be of immense value to everybody out there. So cheers to that and very excited to, you know, be on the show. Thank you so much. Those were some really, really kind words. And I'm going to be asking you a ton of questions uh, through which I really, really hope to inspire our students through your journey. And my very first question to you is going to take you back to your school days. We want to know how your time in school and the ton of extracurricular engagements that you took on in college have actually shaped the person you are today. All right. Wow. So uh, going back in time is always, I think, you know, those were simpler times. Those were what set the right fundamentals for me to be on the path that I currently am. Right. So I think uh, school kind of shaped me to become uh, and get ready for my college journey, which was kind of pivotal in my career. Uh, in school, I was traditionally very conventional in nature. I thought the only path to success was academics, right? Yeah. And I was always that kid. And I was the farthest away from public speaking, extracurriculars and whatnot, right? And if I look back and tell my friends... That's hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My friends do not believe the current version of myself. But uh, in class 11 and 12, I realized the importance of such activities took up the challenge and wanted certain things that actually would shape myself. And then I became captain of my house. That was a pivotal year in my life. I think right. so much of the confidence and just being in front of those 300, 400 people who were believing in me to yeah. pull it, pull them through the line. I think yeah. that was spectacular in nature. Yeah. And that shaped my college life because I realized the importance of just being able to put yourself in situations that you are uncomfortable with and then come out on the other side uh, as a winner, right? I think yeah. that was really, really important for me. And I got, uh, I was involved in a ton of things in college. I took up the challenge to stand out uh, with everybody, amongst everybody else. I felt the need to just push myself every single day, go out there, manage academics, manage the other things, start clubs, whatnot, right? Because I felt like, college was going to be the place I can do everything without right. any burden of any responsibility as such. So yeah. I had that empty canvas and wanted to keep paint it out, right? Although yeah. this analogy is farthest away from me because again, I'm not <laughs> a creative person, but I felt the need to kind of do everything. So I literally like from a finance community to let's say a club for uh, climate change, which is again, like something I was exploring at the time, very yeah. fascinated by it. Yeah. Uh, I started a TEDx community as well. But all of that in its totality just shaped me who I am right now, which is basically somebody who's curious, which is basically somebody who's really, really passionate about things and would like to go out there and test them in some shape or form. And yeah. when, once I know something clicks, I'll double down. 
so that that's kind of a prefix to you know how my journey yet has been and what college was like for me right and and you know that's so interesting you know like uh, everything that you've done which brings me you know to my next question and i'm wondering what is it that's been driving you to experiment so much you know like you said from finance to environmental change to ace humans to now podcasting you know you've been experimenting and i really want to know what drives you to do that right right um so the thing about drive right like i have honestly wondered this about myself as well until where it lasts right so in my podcasting journey i'm almost 9 months through and i'm not missed a week and week in after week i just realized that i am so unaware about so many things right and we are as i like to call it like this is something that i like to mention that we are a victim of our own uh, experiences and i mention the word victim, victim by purpose because unless we give ourselves that exposure and freedom to experience more and more yeah. then we are limited by our experience and thus the word uh, victim right so that that's that's pretty much my ideology right so whenever i feel that uh, i am able to do something i want to be able to test it out right and that gives me the kind of freedom and somebody once said you know that it's not about getting it right till 30 it's about getting yeah. it right at all so if unless we give ourselves that opportunity to kind of experiment and know what we are good at know what we love doing we will not be able to figure it out and we will thus not be in the right path so i feel that experimentation is highly underrated we just put ourselves into buckets and then follow dreams which are primarily aimless in nature because the society puts it in that light right. but all in all i have tried to ensure that if there's been something i really feel passionate about pick the smallest thing you can do there and just go out there and do it right so there are multiple experiments i haven't been able to do maybe because they required more execution maybe they required more confidence but right. whatever you can whatever circumstances you are having of course not everybody has the kind of liberty to exp- uh, to experiment right and that's yeah. there all right uh, having been very conscious of everybody's circumstances this is not general advice of course but i feel that i didn't have any major burden after college right i didn't have to let's say start earning right then and there yeah. or support my family financially and if i had the kind of privilege that us indians in a middle class family do have right now then why not exploit privilege for the better like you sure. know the traditional way of exploiting privilege is negative has a negative connotation but we yeah. as the younger generation especially in the current world can do anything and everything and if we don't it's primarily on us so i think you know those are my two bits on what keeps me driving what drives my experimentation and all of that brilliant and you know what you just said is something that we constantly speak to our students about the importance of experimenting every now and then when we hear from a ninth grader tenth grader about uh, not having a career goal you know we always tell them how will you have a career goal you're just so young why don't you experiment yeah. with a few things right like how will you know whether you want to be an economist or if you want to study uh, pure science or if you want to write you know why not go ahead and experiment and that's exactly what you know your story makes us believe and uh, i'm going to quote you there 100% <laughs> uh, uh, so jagraj yeah yeah 100% like i completely resonate uh, you know on that point and uh, moving on to another very fascinating you know aspect 
of uh, your personal brand is your LinkedIn profile, which has over 14K followers. I want to know how you have, what are some of those uh, tips and tricks, you know, that you've put together for your LinkedIn profile, which <laughs> our students in high school can start learning from and using to, you know, eventually be able to use their LinkedIn profiles also for some positive uh, impact. Right, right. So the thing about LinkedIn or any social media is that in the kind of world we are again, right, 10 years down the line, we're not going to have resumes, we're going to have like social currency, social profile, social brands, right? So it's imperative that we do something or the other in whatever capacity is suitable on some social media, right? And that's a big, big takeaway for me. And it could be in any capacity, it depends upon your goals. I don't think I've been able to master the art of posting very well, but what I have been able to do is develop those real connections that can actually help you because Contrary to common belief, the world is not that evil. They're usually, the world is actually very supportive, very kind, very helpful, right? And we just underestimate that. I mean, we're just bound by those conventional beliefs again that, okay, how do I approach somebody? Why should he respond? How will I do this? Why will they do this? And we just, you know, we don't even try, right? And, you know, like, uh, I I really admire Vinod Khosla. He says this, if you never try, you never know. Or this is a saying which a lot of people say right so the thing about with no downside like don't no downside experiments is what's the worst that can happen right so if I contacted you and you didn't respond I was anyway not in touch with you so getting that out of the way and getting those conventional beliefs out of the way is very important but to social media in specific I think just figure out your own way figure out your own goals and navigate it and ask for help at any instinct that you're stuck, right? So you are, in fact, doing that entire thing on a scalable model. But if you can't find people like Kritika, you can find people who are genuinely helpful otherwise as well and just navigate your way through. So just be your authentic self on social media. Try and help people as much as you can and try and ask for help as much as you can as well because both of those things are parallel in nature. It's never a one-way street. And no matter what you think, just because you're a 10th grader does not mean you don't have value to add. Every person has an own perspective and they have so much to add in their own way just by a conversation, right? So give yourself that benefit of doubt and just go out there, express yourself, uh, learn from others, try and add value, just genuinely want that. And if you can, then just align yourself with the kind of, you know, goals you have. So my primary takeaway from LinkedIn has been to form these uh, connections in the things that I've been interested in, right? So if I'm interested in cryptocurrency, I genuinely might not find too many friends who might know about it, right? Why not reach out to somebody, ask for help, and they will be helpful. Like out of five, I'm sure every two, uh, you can find two people who will help you. And it boils down to that. So I think just be your authentic self, just want to do it and keep at it. I think goes a long way in everything. And and start early, guys. Like I think so... Uh, the, if you guys have the advantage of age, just go out there and experiment. It's no rocket science and you will figure it out. It's just that initial step, I think, which is lacking. So those are my two bits there. Yeah, Absolutely. That's brilliant advice, Devraj. Thank you so much for that. And, uh, you know, that immediately brings me to the next question now, which is <laughs> a few relationship building practices that mm-hmm. you have been implementing. One of them, you just said, what is the downfall? 
yes. nothing you know i anyway didn't know this person we want to know right. a little more because it just absolutely amazes me how you've managed to cover over 200 people on ace humans 40 episodes on your podcast and mm-hmm. i believe majority of them were people you didn't know earlier right. so yeah, we yeah. want to know more about your relationship building practices yeah i think so uh, commonly we hear this term networking right yeah. and i think that's a very bad term just because it has a negative connotation it makes it very transactional in nature right sure. so the thing about relations is don't go ahead uh, with the idea that you want to develop a connection that will be helpful in some manner just go ahead and be your genuine self like genuinely care right yeah. so the more more most of the people that i've approached beyond the projects that i've taken as well have been with a pure sense of why with a pure sense of care right and yeah. just be your honest self i think these are some of the fundamentals that no matter how much we reiterate them until we can you know internalize it we should keep on talking about it right and these are the basics right we've we've been taught this from the early days right however it goes a long way in actually practicing it practicing. as well and like a, a lot of people have asked me how i you know got this particular guest on board and it's surprisingly no, no there's no scientific way to it it's again yeah. not rocket science i just try i mean like you know you keep at it you you do your best and if you're honest through the entire process right so if i'm interviewing a guest who's done so much in life of course he's busy everything right but if you care and if you're true to yourself i mean they are people after all right it yeah. boils down to the fundamental things and yeah. if they see that if they see that on authenticity if they see that organic self i think that really helps so i know this answer might be disappointing in nature but the sad truth is just you have to be yourself and just keep on trying right and there's no formula I, exactly there will be no formula but the only good formula is you get to be yourself and just yeah. just express your own true self so just genuinely care and of course right like uh, be try and make that extra effort that others won't right just be in yeah. extra kind in nature kindness never hurts it, it's never hurted anybody yeah. and if it does like of course there'll be one out of 10 people who won't you know be all pally with you and that's okay, okay. like you can't have everything right yeah. so that that's absolutely fine people will differ people will snap at you somebody wouldn't like it somebody will you know uh, go against you and tell you to stop texting what not right, right. those are experiences everybody is going to have yeah. but look at the positives right like for once look at the glass half full and understand that there is so much to be done as opposed to what cannot be because what cannot be will anyway not be done but you can do the things that are achievable right so treat relations like you would treat with a friend just be genuinely helpful be caring be yourself be honest be kind people will see that they'd want to be in touch with you as well if they see your original self and if they like it and i think it'll all fly after all just just those things i guess right and uh, you know jiraj you said it you said networking <laughs> not me right but i i genuinely want to understand how this practice of networking mm-hmm. and uh, active uh, you know relationship building has helped you professionally right so the thing about it has helped me massively like full disclaimer there right but i never approached it with that lens thankfully so right and it's all been learnings in hindsight uh, and that's the best part about it right so at, if you are very transactional in nature people will see through it right that's that's the problem and if you are 
and artificial self of yours, people will again see through it. So I don't want to be reiterating what I mentioned, but yeah. the idea is that if you think something will be helpful and if you see a career mm. someplace, right, it's mm. always a good place to start with mm. those dumb questions, right? So I've asked the basics, basics of questions, right? Like, and never be afraid of those questions. I'm sure like, again, this is easier said than done. And I've been there, right? I've been at a place where I'd rather be stupid than ask, right? And yeah. that's a bad place to be. But since you are listening this, believe me, in hindsight, it won't matter. matter. Just asking that one wrong question is not going to do any harm to you. It'll only do benefits, right? So the way I approached it is when once I did decide that after college, I want to go, wanted to go into the startup ecosystem, I made a point that I reached out to multiple people just to understand how they navigated their career pathways and learn from their perspectives. Sure. Once I had enough clarity and I had enough direction, it was helpful to talk to more people about specific things, right? So another thing which is underrated is you don't just go ahead and ask a question which is very abstract in nature mm. or this is very specific. The idea is to be as pointed as possible. So if you can't help yourself, nobody else is, right? So mm. if you want to do an internship, you don't just ask, can you offer me an internship or can you tell me where I should go? There has to be more context building to it, right? Yeah. So I like this part of finance and fintech and that's why I probably think I want to do this. Do you have companies in mind that where I would be suitable, right? So a little bit of articulation and a little bit of self-awareness goes a long way in ensuring that you're developing a good enough connection because then you're not ending up wasting anybody's time. And it doesn't come across like you're not willing to help yourself because it can't be blind help, as I mentioned, right? You right. have to help yourself first have genuine questions and do it for a cause, right? It can't be like, I want to approach that CEO because one day he'll notice me and then give me a job. Yeah. That doesn't work in the real world, right? Yeah. Uh, it will, it, it won't work unless you're doing it with that approach, but it will work if you have like surprisingly great ideas for that CEO, for that company. And then you present those ideas in the right way. And if he likes it, maybe he offers you a job, but that's the if which comes at the cost of your ideas, which come with a pure heart, not because you plan it in reverse and present it in most cases again, right? So I think uh, that's that's kind of my two bits on the networking bit and connecting it to professional work. But yeah. a large part of what happened with me was also that I started the podcast and then I realized this is something I really love, right. which then wanted me to go in the same direction professionally as well. And so the dots connected well. So yeah. if you can find that, that's again, spectacular in nature. And you but found it through experimenting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it all connects serendipitously after a point, yeah, right? So yeah, yeah I think those- Lovely. Jivraj, uh, these were some incredible points you've put forward. And I'm so sure our students are going to learn immensely from your experiences. Um, before we end this, I need that one last piece of advice for my kids who often tell me I'm really scared to go up to this person. You know, well, now it's online, but we hopefully will go back to our older normal where we are at a gathering and we don't know people, but we want to walk up to them and talk and not just students, even adults, you know, hesitate in doing that. For sure. One piece of advice for our students to just go out there and, you know, meet people more freely uh one the ones are always difficult <laughs> uh, but uh for sure so boils down to 
the no downside part I mentioned, right? I didn't want this to be repetitive, of course. So I'll probably take another one post this. But the idea is that if there is no downside, just imagine this in your head and then go forward with it, right? So what's the worst is you're at nil. You cannot go below that, right? So if that person snaps at you, that's also not below nil. It's nil because you didn't have a connection. You still don't. That's pretty much all, right? And if it flows, it just goes a lot up, right? You develop yeah. something which is more meaningful. You develop help and that goes a really, really long way. So uh, at any instant for anything, in fact, like this is a life mechanism, right? And Novel says this really well, we're taking those asymmetrical bets, right? So if you're at 10 and if you can do put in 10 effort and get 100, always do that, right? Mm. So anything about this is always it's like more like a life principle but of course in this in particular just go out there and talk to people like I have suffered this myself in my school days and I'd probably not be the first person to approach somebody right and I understand where that comes from there's a sense of reservation there's a lack of self-confidence and all of that but just liberate yourself out of the conventional beliefs once you realize that okay, it's fine. It's fine. There's no loss. There's nothing negative that can happen to me. You'll probably take a step further and go ahead and do that. Right. So I think just like, if there's one thing you take away from this, just be like, if there's no loss, just go ahead and do things because life will surprise you. And that's, this is the general thing advice, right? Like, I I don't think this is advice per se, but this is a real learning for me because life will surprise you. Like there was no loss of me starting a podcast apart from time. So I put in 10 effort, if it would fly, which it is decently doing, I'd get more of an output, right? So I went ahead and did it. That that's, it basically boils down to those kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can approach it with this statement, I think goes a long way in deciding if you want to do it further or not. Uh, Brilliant. Brilliant. This was, uh, you wanted to say something, Jivraj. I'm so sorry. No, no. Just that, you know, I hope this is helpful advice for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely helpful. And uh, I'm going to be quoting you multiple times, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, with the things that you've said on this podcast. I would like to thank you once again for your time and for such you know, free conversation and so candidly sharing with us all your experiences. Thanks a ton. No, no, the pleasure's entirely been mine. Uh, as I mentioned early on in the episode, you're doing a tremendous job because I think increasingly we need more people like you who can guide students to the right pathway and show them the direction of experimentation and the tons of things <laughs> we spoke about. And this right. is a phenomenal uh, thing that you're building. So I really hope and wish you the best for the entirety of the series. Cannot wait to uh, tune into all of the other episodes as well. And thanks for thinking of me. Lovely. Thanks, Atanjivraj. You're really kind. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure.